when you do that kind of stuff, you just like don't even feel like, you know, when you're really tired, you're like on the road and mm-hmm. whatever. And then when you get on stage, it doesn't even matter. Like yeah, you could yeah. you could have had one hour sleep. You could have had nothing to eat. You could be feeling awful. But the second you like hear the first like, you know, yeah. it's like, yes, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm yeah. going. Such a such a feeling of just like, oh, I really, you know, I miss that a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Radio Flyer with nonstop service around the world. Heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and now YouTube. Your safety and comfort is important to us, so please direct your attention to your pilot and host, Freddie Rivera. Welcome to the Radio Flyer Podcast. My name is Freddie Rivera. Very excited about today, tonight. We're going all the way live to Romania. Andrada is on the show tonight. Andrada is a phenomenal singer, songwriter, actress. Toured over 30 cities before launching her own solo career. Her video, Unbreakable, over half a million views. She has a couple new songs out. One of her new songs has made it on Apple Music's New Music Daily and Spotify's New Music Friday. And here on Radio Flyer, all the way live in Romania where it's 2 a.m. right now. Andrada, and thank you so much for doing this. It's it's fine, honestly. I had a call up until like half an hour ago, so it's totally fine. You've done more in your lifetime than most people will do, <laughs> probably four times over. I mean, I still feel like I haven't done everything that I want to do, so it's kind of like no, still not enough. No, not there yet. I You're... appreciate the compliment. I suck at like receiving compliments. I'm always gonna like find a way to insult myself like in a weird like backhanded way no matter how far we get or how far we climb it we feel like it's just never enough so i think it's a blessing and a curse the fact that i always want more but sometimes you need to stop and kind of be thankful and grateful for what you've achieved because if you keep forgetting about everything that you've already achieved you're never gonna be happy i'm trying to make peace with the fact that i will never be fully happy un- unless i stop this idea of like chasing things all the time. I get it. Now I got to ask you, uh, during the pandemic, it's interesting how everyone has utilized their time differently. Um, has it affected you and how have you used your time during the pandemic? I think the pandemic has actually helped me kind of understand who I am better, have time to reflect on myself, reflect on my music, reflect on what I want. And I think I've actually been fairly productive. I think I got lots done. It, it's affected me from like an emotional and like, a, you know, from a normal human being standpoint, then yeah. yes, of course, it's affected me and my family and everyone that's close to me. But I think from an artist point of view and from a creative point of view, it's actually, you know, when you have something to do mm-hmm. and you always tell yourself, oh God, I really wish I could do that, but I don't have the time. Yeah. Oh, I really wish I could do that thing and I don't have the time. With the pandemic, it was like, okay, I don't have this excuse anymore. I got to look at myself in the mirror and say, Andrada, you have all the time in the world right now. Whatever you have on your to-do list that you haven't done, this is the time to do it. So I think the pandemic has taught me that if you really, really want to do something, you will make the time for it. It's all a matter of priorities anyway. Exactly. And some of us did spend our time wisely during the pandemic, and I'm glad you did. You have to be one of the first artists from Romania that I think I've ever interviewed in my uh, 15 years of radio. It's pretty cool, and I was really excited about that, that you're representing Romania. You were a star since you were little, but I I want you to tell the story 
brief picture oh, of I it. I love it. It's, a, it's my favorite story to tell. I think I've, I've told this story so many times. I mean, to kind of go from like the beginning, beginning is a famous story of me going on holiday with my family and we drove all the way from Romania to Turkey because they're like fairly close. Like you can, you're close enough to drive. So yeah, my dad was driving and we're going to Turkey. And obviously as a kid, I was um, seven, I think six or seven. Yeah, probably seven. And obviously I was getting really, really bored eventually and like hearing the same songs on the radio. And mm. eventually I just like started coming up with these songs myself. Like obviously the lyrics made no sense because I, I, I did learn English from like when I was four years old. But yeah, I mean, I was coming up with all these with, like all these songs when I was in the car and my brother was like, Andrada, just stop, like I'm sick of it. But my mom was like, that actually doesn't sound that bad. Like she, it sounds like she can actually sing. Like, you know, words aside and lyrics aside, she was like, oh my God, I think Andrada can sing. And then when we got back to Bucharest, which is the capital of Romania, fun fact for you. Um, when we got back to Bucharest, my mom was like, okay, I think I'm gonna take you to like a vocal coach to kind of find out whether, cause she's always wanted to be a singer, but she can't sing and no one in my family can sing. Everyone's like tone deaf. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, everyone's tone deaf. And my mom was like, I really hope, she, like, she's my last hope, you know, unless she was planning on making another baby, which she wasn't. We went to a vocal coach and she was like, yeah, until I can sing, I, you should, you know, you know, you should bring her in for classes and yeah. for, you know, group coaching and all those things. And that's how it all started. Like from that moment onwards, I started going to all these like, you know, kids festivals and uh, competitions and like singing stuff and like yeah. some TV shows as well. And it all just kind of went from there. Like you start with one festival and then you get the taste of it and right. then just like keep going and going. My mom like, you know, drove me all across the country. So you've had a pretty busy schedule since you were young. You've had a go, go, go since you were a child. Yes, yes. I mean, I think, I think with my mom, she was always like that as a kid, you can just kind of, you have this all this energy, what right. better place to kind of, you know, what better way to uh, to put it to good use. But obviously with that comes the whole idea of I I don't I don't want to like be dramatic, but I don't feel like I really had like a normal childhood in that sense. Like I, I did have friends and everything, but none of my friends were doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was missing, you know, some stuff at school. I was never really going on any trips because I never had the time. I was like people would like after school, they would go to like the park or they would go like to ride a bike or something i would go to like train and like i would go to like dance classes like singing classes or stuff like that so i never really had that childhood of okay i'm a child and i'm gonna go and play my mom was like no andrada you don't have time to play you need to like you know mm -hmm. work on your mm -hmm. stuff which is obviously the kind of thing that you look back on and you think oh i didn't really have the normal childhood but do i regret it absolutely not because you know i wouldn't have i wouldn't have gotten to this place probably and like this this moment in my life if things were different so yes i i did that for about three four years just like non-stop that was kind of like my thing the thing is like when you start winning awards as well that's kind of what keeps you going it's like when your work is actually being appreciated and when you feel like okay i'm good at what i do you just keep going and okay so the music was first then you didn't start acting till uh till later or when i first started i wasn't into acting like that wasn't my career of choice because same with music i wasn't the one to say mom i want to sing she kind of told me by the way you can sing if you want to right so yeah acting didn't come in until uh yeah 2012 when i got cast in a series but before that i wasn't into not that i wasn't into it but i never really had any you know connection with with the acting world 
so yeah i think it was the competitions that came first revision that came second that kind of you know took it to a level of okay and is actually like pretty much everyone knew me within the small industry of you know kids going to competitions and Mm. festivals and stuff like that everyone kind of knew me at that point that like oh no enjoy is a threat now um <laughs> gotta so watch out kind of how gotta it so, yeah better watch out enjoy us here at what point did it hit you like all right they're starting to get to know me and and people recognize me and this is pretty freaking cool it was definitely when the, when the series came in it was definitely when the series like you know went really really big and like we didn't expect it and um it was just that kind of thing that kind of happened overnight obviously a lot of work went in went into it and you know it ran for a few years but it happened really fast in terms of the series came out in February and by by end of March, we were like everywhere. Now, is this like a competition show or was it more of like a series? So I was in an actual TV series. Like, you know how you guys have Glee? We had yeah. this series and gotcha, we were like, gotcha. pretty much the same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a band that came with the series, like, you know, Rebelde in yes. Spain and like Glee in America. Yes. So that's what we did within a month it was just insane like we had this concert in one of the big malls in Bucharest, and there was eighteen thousand people that showed up and like you know someone wow. fell into a pool someone was like like the ambulance came in we were like rushed behind the scenes to like we had to leave because people were like pushing so much trying to get to us that people were like fainting and like just it, it got really dangerous so we had to leave and it was that was the moment when i was kind of like oh my God, all these people came here to, to like look at us. And then my mom, she loved doing this thing. She still does. Whenever she knows that someone recognizes me, she goes, they know you, ha, they know you. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> stop being so obvious because that makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and yeah like, it makes you nervous. Would, You're like, mom, chill. Some people would come up to me and some people would like just, they would just be like, they would just like whisper, but they wouldn't really feel like they could. So if, for example, I would like be walking my dog in the park or something and I feel like someone wants to come up to me, I would just go up to them. Usually I just hope that they actually know me and they're not talking about me having something right. like, you know, clothes or whatever. Because then they'd be like, hey, would you like a picture? And they'd be like, who are you? I'm like, is that her? Yeah, is exactly. that her? Is that not her? We don't know. <laughs> I think the craziest one I've had, craziest one I've had, and my friends always remind me of this. The first week of high school, Andrada was attempting to act, you know, I was attempting to show that I'm a normal person and, you know, don't treat me differently because everyone obviously had the idea of, Oh, she's going to be a terrible human being. She's going to be this diva or whatever. So I always tried, you know, my hardest to prove people that, you know, I'm just, I'm just me. Um, so it was my first week of high school. I was attempting to, you know, be the normal Andrada who just goes to high school like everyone else. And we were walking down the street. This is just insane. Like I think about it and we were walking down the street. We were going to like, I don't even know, like a park or like a pub. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> park or pub. Either one. Park or pub. Same thing. I was like, <laughs> same anymore. difference. No, I'm I can't remember. It doesn't matter where we're going. But basically, I was in a group of friends that I just made. You know, right. I just made friends in high school. And this car stops. Like, it goes, like, just, like, stops next to us. And, like, in the middle of the freaking road. And this woman comes out with her child. And she's like, oh, my God. We know you're from TV. Like, we want the picture right now. And the kid was traumatized the kid has no idea what was going on I'm pretty sure it was her who was actually watching the series but she was in her like late 40s maybe 50s and she was like take a picture right now and all of my friends were like what the hell did just happen like that car just stopped in the middle of traffic in the middle of the road just decided that woman wanted to come out and take a picture with me and her child was just like mm, just looking at me and i was like 
I'm just as scared as you are, yeah, honey. The kid is like, my on. life was just threatened. The airbag was about to deploy, but okay, at least we're alive. My mom cares more about this than yeah. I do. It was really strange. <laughs> and it's like, my friends came up to me afterwards and they were like, yeah, normal life you lead, no? And I was like, oh, damn, that went out the window real quick. Because obviously, how do you go back from that with your friends when right. you know they kind of just realize Anjara's life is not normal? So, so yeah, that was the point when I realized I have to be really careful with yes. what I do when I'm in public, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, when did you start getting that international uh, uh, fame? Uh, realize that your music and your star power was pretty broad. It was pretty international. Um, I think I think it was when uh, I looked, obviously, like, you know, when you release a song and you look at the countries where it's being listened. In. Yeah. Um, I think that was the moment because um, the thing is, I always felt like my music and my style doesn't necessarily fit the country that I was born in, which is really frustrating because over here right now, it's a pretty big trend of singing in your own language. It yeah. went from English, English, English to let's go back to our own roots. Mm. And I feel like my style of singing and my, just me as a person, I'm very much just more on the, you know, US side, UK side, that kind mm. of stuff. Mm. Um, and looking at my, you know, streams and the countries where uh, my songs get played and stuff like that, or where people listen to them. It was never Romania that was first. It's like Romania's like bottom of the list kind of thing because my music in England and everything and it's always been like United States, Canada, UK mm. and I think I don't even know I think it was Germany or something yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm kind of like looking at okay what countries are actually vibing with my music so obviously me being in Romania is hard because it's always going to be that thing of yeah but she's not American you know but in terms of the people who like my music I feel like people and my friends and everyone that I know from the States always understood my vision better than anyone from back home. It's really hard to explain your vision to someone who doesn't live and doesn't embrace the same environment as you do and the same kind of styles and artists and music and right. stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really frustrating at times. It's like, why wasn't I just born somewhere else? But then obviously like, I'm not, I'm not unhappy with where I was born because I don't, you never know. Like maybe I wouldn't have done anything if I was born somewhere else. You, you can't live in the whole idea of what if, what if, what if you just got to make the best out of what you have. Well, I think that is so cool. Uh, Romania. It's so funny because I have a DVD, I think of Michael Jackson's live from Bucharest. And I always thought that was, I was my mom. My mom went to that concert. Did she, she was really? a really big fan of my Yes, my mom went to that concert and I think it was her friend who passed out or something because they went together and no it was like way. crazy. And I think her friend passed out and she's like, "Oh my god, Michael." And they just like passed out. <laughs> So, yeah, isn't that isn't that weird that to look went. at that and 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 people don't really I, I feel like I guess do that anymore unless I could be mistaken but I don't see that as often nowadays uh, fans passing out I don't like know. I guess like I they, always just think you pass out from I don't know maybe you're just tired or you pass out from the heat or from like right. the long wait like I think maybe nine times out of ten it's just like blown out of proportions like people have like I know how long I've waited when I went to concerts and stuff like that. And sometimes you do feel like you're gonna pass out. And sometimes you do pass out. I don't think you pass out because oh my god, I've seen this person. I'm gonna yeah. pass out. I think it's a combination of circumstances and emotions and physical feelings that you have at that right. point. Yeah. Okay. Favorite or craziest celebrity encounter you've ever had with somebody else? Oh right. Okay. So I can give you an example example of someone that you wouldn't know because obviously they're from Romania, so you wouldn't. Sure. But I also give you an example of someone that you do know. Okay. So the one from Romania would be 
it's many crazy encounters just because as a child, I would be watching TV and I'll be watching all these series mm -hmm. and I would genuinely just cry being like, oh my God, I would love to meet that person. Like I right. would do anything to meet that person. And then like five years into the future from that point, no, seven years into the future from that point, I was like sharing my, you know, sharing my lunch in my dressing room with these exact same people because they were cast in the same series that I was in. And I think at that point, I didn't even realize, but now whenever I look back on things that I'm grateful for, that's definitely one of them. One time I had my dad drive me to the other side of the city to go to this mall, to this like VIP signing autography thing or whatever. And then seven years down the line, I was just like chatting to these people, just, you know, sitting on the same couch and just making jokes. So I think that's cool. there's so many people that I, I'm now working with that, 10 years ago, I would have only dreamt of. I can relate to that story because as a kid, uh, it's, it's weird, weird, weird to say this, but as a kid, I, I used to love the show called Full House. Uh, they just did a, another remake on Netflix. And uh, long story short, when I started for the, uh, working for the radio station here in LA, we were doing this big, big show called Wango Tango. And they had okay. the cast of Full House do a video segment with me in front of 18 or 20,000 people in that stadium. And they're like, Freddie, you're going to go up with these people. And I'm like, well, okay, let's do this. Awesome. How cool is this? And I look back at it and I look like a complete nerd. And, and don't you feel like, don't you feel like when it actually happens, you're not even nervous? Like when that happened to me, you always think, oh my God, if I ever meet this person, I'm going to be so nervous. But I think when it actually happens, you're not even nervous. You're just kind of like, it just feels good and it feels natural and you don't even think about, you know, you don't even think about, oh my I think God, it's because, you know, you know, we, we, we join on that medium together, you know, we join on that platform, like yeah. we're on, they're on and it's, and, but, but, but at the same time, it's a, we're able to kind of have that talk and not regret not saying what we wanted to say. It's a cool experience. Exactly. And uh, the other one that I had, that one was like, that was so awkward. I'm sorry. Like I was in London because I lived in London for four years and it was before it was before New Year's Eve and I was with my best friend. We were like outside Victoria and Albert Museum. We're like taking some pictures, just like acting like tourists, you know, as you do. And I was taking, no, she was taking a picture of me. And then she goes, oh! and she looked at the phone and then she looked up and she's like, oh my God, it's Thingy from Game of Thrones. And I'm like, which Thingy from Game of Thrones? The really tall one. I'm like, oh, the really, really tall one. It's like, yeah. what's her name? Um, again, uh, Gwendolyn? I think it's Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, that's her real name. So she plays, you know, the really, really tall woman in, in Game of Thrones. And I'm like, well, let's just go and ask for a picture. Like, what do you think she's going to say? And I'm like, and she's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should. And then I go up to her and I'm like, excuse me, sorry. And she's like, oh, oh, so sorry. You scared me. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, you played in Game of Thrones, like all the stuff that you had to play. And I'm the one who's scaring you. And I'm like, would you, would you mind like taking a photo? And she looks at me and she goes, no. Sorry, but happy new year. <laughs> I know that was how, my how, exact same thing. How do you react like, to that? I don't know. Me and my friend literally like what just happened? Yeah. Like, I didn't know what to say. I was yeah. like, I was trying to like be positive. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least she told us like happy new year. But yeah. I think what happened was I think the reason why she didn't stop was the same reason why sometimes people would tell us, you know, back in the day, you know, don't stop for pictures with everyone. Because once people realize who the person is, yeah. everyone's just going to gather around and want to take pictures. So if they take a picture with you, they'll have to do it with everyone else. And also, mm -hmm. she's not exactly like, you know, she's very visible. She's very tall. Like, you can't just, like, not right. realize she's there. 
So I think the reason why she said no was because she knew that if she were to say yes, then other people would realize and then they would come in and she just wanted to have like a normal day just, you know, walking down London. So, but yeah, it felt really awkward. Like just her being scared and then she being like, no, sorry, but happy new year. And I was like, oh God, that's such a like nice way of yeah. saying no. I don't know. It was so, just, yeah. Andrada, so if you're, in, if you're in LA and you're walking down the street in front of a Trader Joe's on Sunset Boulevard and somebody sees you, is it safe to say that they can walk up to you and ask for a picture? Um, if that was in LA, no, people wouldn't like, I mean, they can come up to me and ask for a picture, but I don't think that would happen at this point. Like, I don't think, I think if I was over here, then people might, but yeah. if I was in LA, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think people would come up to me and be like, oh my God, I know you, unless it's someone that I actually But when it, when, it, when it does happen though, and it, it, you know, when it does happen, is it safe to say oh, that? Oh yes, of course. Of course, come up to me and I'll take all the pictures in the world. I, I've never refused That's awesome. anyone in my life. Awesome. Yeah, no, I would I would never say no. So if you if anyone wants to take a picture with me down like Venice Beach, like, of course, down. Let's, let's do it. Unless I look really, really bad and it's like, you know, wind in Your my Your hair's face, up, you got sweats like, on, came out of a Pilates session. Okay, what I want to ask oh, you God. is you have a lot of big projects coming up. Um, I want to get started with the film first before the music. Uh, tell me about this movie you're working on or what, what are the details with that? So I'm actually not allowed to like release any details and like, you know, give out too much information. Sure, 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 sure. I, I kind of have to keep it on the low, but, um, but yeah, basically, you know, there's a movie and it's going to be coming out at some point soon. It was supposed to come out end of last year, but because of the pandemic and everything, obviously they can't do that. But you are working so, yeah, on a project I mean, in film that has to do with cameras and you're doing something with it. And, uh, <laughs> And and and, that, and that's all yeah, true, it's right? It's really hard to tell. No, it, it's all true. No, it is all true. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's just uh, something that we kind of have to, you know. And it's, it's the whole point of. I mean, the thing is, it's probably not that uh, crazy for you guys. Obviously, it was first come come out here, so I guess it's more of a Romanian people shouldn't know about this, but mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Funny enough, like I know it's ready. And it kills me knowing that that movie's ready and I've not seen it yet. And I'm just like, I don't want to see it. I've yeah. seen a trailer. That's what I've seen. I've seen the trailer and it's pretty good. I'm, I'm excited. But yeah, apart from that, I have no idea. I, I don't know what the release date is. I don't know exactly. Like, well, let me ask you. So when you're watched. in it, when you're, when you're starring in a film, a lot of the talent do their part and work and, and, and do their thing, but they don't get to see the end product until, until when? Is, is it the premiere? Um, no, you usually see it. So you would basically go to whoever's house or whatever place they would rent out and you would just have the cast, the crew and all the people who worked on it and you would watch it beforehand. So yeah, I, I think see. if they want to be, if they want to be really, really terrible, yeah. then yes, you would have to wait till the premiere, but that's just like, that's awful. Oh God. Like, why would you um, do that to us? Exactly. But, but mostly even when, when, when the series I did came out, we went to someone's house first and we watched the pilot episode and then that's cool. Uh, and then we kind of took it from there. But yeah, same with same with this. I'm pretty sure, I hope so, we're actually going to you know see it before it comes out. Because otherwise, that's just going to be really strange if I have to walk into like the cinema and be like, I have no idea what I'm going to be yeah. watching. So, uh, <laughs> Looking at everybody's yeah, reaction. Really I was uh, getting ready uh, uh, for the interview. I was doing my hair and I'm listening to High on Love. And uh, first of all, I, I love, I love that kind of music. I mean, I'm a huge fan i mean coachella i mean i i, 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 Yay. I love I've that i've never sound. been to a festival 
fun fact, I've never been to a festival. Like I'm wow. 23 years old, never been to a festival. Well, we got, you have, we have to make that happen somehow. I know. I know. This was my, honestly, 2020 was the year when I was like, this year, Andrala is going to a festival. And then guess what? Andrala didn't go to any festivals <laughs> in 2020. Not yet. Where, like the only, yeah, not yet. So 2021, maybe. Will you go back, right back to, to doing shows and touring? And are you ex expected to come to LA or United States to do any shows? Yes, fingers crossed. No, I've, I, or, I, um, I was actually on the phone with my manager like a couple of hours ago. And he was like, Andrada, we need to get you to the States ASAP. And I'm like, well, when they lift the travel ban, right. you know, I'm there. But I guess right now I'm just trying to be, sometimes you just, you just have to time it right. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to rush something that doesn't make sense at that specific point. So if, for example, in August time, it all feels safe and it all makes sense for me um, to come over and, you know, meet people and you need to have some sort of plan. You can't just come over and assume that people want to, you know, watch you live when people can't even go and buy their shopping. So, um, <laughs> so I think, yeah, th when it's safe for me to do that, a hundred percent, of course, I would, I would love that more than anything, but I also don't want to be oblivious and maybe, you know, fingers crossed August time. That's what we've kind of thought about. Maybe July, August time. I will, um, so I will come over before we go any further Andrada live on radio flyer. This is Freddie Rivera going to play uh, Andrada's single already has over 150,000 plays on Spotify. This is Andrada high on love. No, I can't wait no more tonight. I'm high on love. I can't control my body, baby. Your lips became a drug tonight. I'm high on love. Your name is all I need to know. I need to know. I need to know your name. I need to know. Me. If you wanna touch me, if you wanna kiss me, do it now. If you wanna kiss me, 
Your sound is incredible. Your talent is, I mean, I, 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 I won't even put a ceiling on your talent because it's just out of this world. What's going on with the uh, EP? Is that this year? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, again, you know, depending on how things go and what the best, uh, what the smartest choice and decision is for me, right. uh, it, would, it would either be, yeah, I'm, I'm just, obviously, it's just hard to make like a final decision right now. Obviously, I'm working on songs and I'm trying to decide what, you know, what makes the cut and what doesn't. Um, but yes, I think either end of this year or maybe beginning of next year, depending on how things go. Cool. Uh, and, and and yeah, again, it's like depending on what other songs come up, because I can say, oh, High On Love's going to definitely make the cut. And then I have some other songs and I'll be like, oh, God, which ones do we keep? Because you can't yeah. have like 15 songs, like especially if it's a if it's an album album, then it works. But if it's like an EP, then you kind of have to, you know, decide on only a few songs. So, yes, I'm working on that, but I'm also more focused on single releases and then i i can i can sit down and kind of think okay this makes sense to go on the ep this doesn't really fit with the other songs and all that kind of stuff so i feel like i've been mostly focused on individual releases rather than the ep but i am getting that done too i promise i also wanted to ask you so when things lift up and you get to come to the united states is there a venue in your mind or in your heart that you've always wanted to perform at I didn't, it didn't have to be in the U.S. Oh. It could just be anywhere that you haven't done yet. So over here, I'm I'm I, I'm lucky to be able to say that I've pretty much performed everywhere that I, you know, when you're a kid and you dream of right. places. I, I think I've I've done the ones over here. I think there's only one, the National Arena that I haven't done. That's like really, really big one. It's like a new one. Um, so that's probably on my list. But in terms of other places, I definitely want to do the O2 in London. In London. Yeah. Obviously, that's like, you know, the O2. Because I, I lived there for so long and I kind of, you know, went to see other people and I know how emotional I get when I watch other people perform and I'm just kind of like, oh, I really want that. And probably, what's the famous one? The Madison Square Garden? In New York, yeah. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I'm just like trying to focus on, you know, performing in itself yeah is like yeah. it doesn't matter at this point like i've missed it so much for so long it's like it doesn't matter where it is as long as i get to perform yes it doesn't have to be the o2 for now but yes in the long run i think i would love to perform in these uh, i can i can imagine yeah. like like the, the the moment you get back on tour and you hear everybody the all the fans screaming and you get to hear your sound loud again and it, the stage vibrates what an amazing that's feeling like that's the be. best feeling when you do that kind of stuff you just like don't even feel like you know when you're really tired you're like on the road and mm -hmm. whatever and then when you get on stage it doesn't even matter yeah, like you could yeah. you could have had one hour sleep you could have had nothing to eat you could be feeling awful but the second you like hear the first like you know yeah, doom, yeah. it's just like yes i'm done yeah. i'm ready i'm yeah. going such a such a feeling of just like oh i really you know i miss that a lot and just kind of just making like i think for me the most important thing is like 
seeing how people react and like making someone feel something, whether it's, you know, good, bad, sadness, happiness, whatever the song is yeah. about. I just think when you get to perform for people and you see their reaction, you see that like that means something to them. Yeah. I think that's like the most important thing for me. When you come to LA to do a show, whenever that may be, first of all, I am definitely going to be there because I would love to see you perform live. When you get here, what is your what is your Starbucks or, or drink of choice so we know what to get you when you're here, Andrada? Ooh, I had a really good drink when I was in New York, uh, not last summer, the one before. Um, what was it called? I think it was cookie. Ooh. It was like a frappuccino. It was like a cookie something. It was a cookie crumb cookie. The cookie um, crumble frappuccino. I think that's what it was called. Maybe cookie though, cookie crumble, something like that. And I, I'm not like a massive fan of coffee because sometimes it makes me, you know, just really agitated. But the entire time I was in New York, I would just be like, oh god, I'm craving that coffee again. And I would go to Starbucks and spend like seven dollars on that coffee. Right. Yeah, it needs to be almond milk as well because like I'm yes. slightly lactose intolerant. Yeah. So, um, are, aren't we all at this point? I swear, I promise it's not just like a trend. I, I'm just like kind of, if I drink, no, milk, yeah, you know, I, I, I get it. Just kind of, I, it. I wrote it down cookie crumble, uh, uh frappuccino oh with almond milk. Oh my god, milk. you actually wrote it so, down. So, so, so we, when you come to LA, we yes. will get you hooked up with that. Let's just imagine in like a year's time, I come down to LA and you're actually there waiting with like a frapp, like a cookie crumble frappuccino. I'd be like, oh my god, my, yeah, it's like one of those moment well andrada it's a bit it's been a pleasure to talk to you and uh your your star power is incredible and i i don't even have to you know you know blow no, it out of the water you because so you do naturally um i want to throw out high on love and sign from god are out on pretty much every musical platform right now and uh you, you may or may not have some kind of film movie you know a screen thing <laughs> coming out and uh we'll be keeping an, an eye on you is there anything else I didn't hit or you want to say before we uh, end the interview? You can find me on my Instagram. If you want to find me on social media, it's like at this is Andrada. Um, YouTube, you know, Andrada and stuff like that. And, you know, if you want to check out all of my music, I'm sure you'll you'll find it all in one place. So, yes, latest single is Sign From God. What do you do for fun, Andrada? What do you do when you're not working, when you're not performing? What do you like? What do you like to do? I like to cook. So I definitely like to cook. It's like one of the things that I've discovered whilst I went to university and stuff and I moved alone in London. And I was like, okay, my mom is not cooking for me anymore. I got to, you know, my dad's not cooking. Um, so, yes, cooking. I love cooking and I love reading and um I liked, I mean, I just like being active in general, but I mean, I think I've been slacking right. uh, quite a lot lately. So I'm still trying to like get back into yoga and all these things. Cause I, I realize whenever I don't do exercises, I just like, I have like an overall not so good mood. So uh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent exercising. I like cooking and I like, I like cleaning as well. Like whenever I have like a big clean day, I just get so excited. Like, you know, smelling laundry detergent in the, the detergent aisle, aisle is like my favorite too. <laughs> you got one heck of a resume. So high on love, sign from God, and uh, gonna follow you on the socials afterwards. And uh, maybe later on, when things start lifting up, we can talk again about you coming to uh, LA and uh, doing some shows or just, you know, hanging out and watching some shows, but either way. Next time, next time we'll do this, we'll do it in person. That's what I'll tell you. I want to sincerely thank Andrada, the coolest human being, for doing the interview. It's well past 2 a.m. Uh, live from her home in Romania. My name is Freddie Rivera. By the way, you can follow Andrada on Instagram at thisisandrada. 
This is the Radio Flyer Podcast. We put out new shows every Thursday. The podcast is available on all platforms that play podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. The list goes on. To get a full recap, freddyrivera.net. We will see you next week. Is that how I'm going to end the show today? Is that is that outro okay? Yeah.